Hello, and welcome to the Jesus and a Cup of Joe podcast, the show that brings you a conversation about Jesus, the Bible, and life. Here is your host, Royce Bottoms. Hey, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hope and pray you're having a fantastic day. You got you a good cup of Joe and you're ready to go. If you can believe it, we're on part five of our seven-part series entitled, I Am the Seven Things that Jesus Said. So today, I'm looking at the statement, I am the resurrection and the life, which is found in John 11.25. And so, as we get into today's scriptures, we get into this episode, I hope to be able to share with you what Jesus is really meaning when he makes the statement, I am the resurrection and the life. So if you have your Bibles or your Bible app open, I'm going to be reading out of John eleven twenty five, and it reads, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. So John eleven twenty five, when Jesus makes this statement and it starts off with Jesus said to her, Jesus is talking to Martha, All right? So Martha is one of the sisters to Lazarus. Lazarus is a good, close friend of Jesus. And I've spoke about Lazarus before in a previous episode. So if you ever want to go back and listen to that episode, by all means do. You can see it in the catalog. But Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, as I said, were among Jesus' close friends. Right? So to give you the backstory on what's going on, Jesus receives word that Lazarus is sick and dying. But instead of rushing to his friend's side, he holds back for a day or two. In John eleven four, Jesus said, The sickness will not end in death. No, it is God's glory that God's Son may be glorified through it. So when Jesus finally arrives, Mary and Martha is, is distraught. As you can imagine, their brother is dead. They buried him. They called for their closest friend, Jesus. He didn't show up. They're all upset. But Martha tries to piece together for what she knows about Jesus and the teachings, but she's struggling to fully understand why Jesus didn't come before her brother died. But when Jesus gets there, he comforts Martha in her grief and gives her eternal hope because Everything that she's going through, she's finding it hard to believe, right? So, right now, Jesus is on the scene. Lazarus is dead. Martha's upset. She's made the statement, if you would have been here, my brother would have never died. But that's when Jesus makes the statement to her and tells her that he is the resurrection and the life. All right. We need to understand there is no resurrection apart from Jesus. There's no eternal life apart from Jesus. So basically, if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, there is no resurrection. There is no eternity in heaven because you will lift your eyes in a devil's hell. The scriptures throughout the Bible tells us this. All right. So Martha, she's grieving because her brother is dead. Jesus never showed up. Her world is crashing down around her. And now Jesus is on the scene. 
But if we go a little further and we look at verse 26, and it says, whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Verse 27, yes, Lord, she replies. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who come to this world. So if we skip down the, the, the scriptures and we get into verse 38, all right, Jesus has already uh, wept. He is standing there, and it says, Once more deeply moved, came to the tomb, and it was a cave with a stone that laid across the entrance. Take the stone away, he said. But Lord, said Martha, by this time there's a bad odor, for it's been four days. And Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they moved the stone away, and Jesus looked up and said, Father, thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear me, but I say this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. And the scripture says, when he said this, Jesus said in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, and his hands and feet wrapped with strip lining and a cloth around his face. And Jesus said to him, take off the grave clothes and let him go. And I know that's a lot of scripture, but there's a reason I'm wanting to tell you this, all right? Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And he is telling Martha this. He is making a bold statement in front of all these witnesses. A man laid buried in a tomb for four days which was a good friend of Jesus, but he prayed to the Father that they may see the glory of him. And he resurrected Lazarus. He brought a man back to life who came out of that grave. And he told him, take off the grave clothes and let him go. All right? Because there is people in this world that don't believe in Jesus, that don't have faith in Jesus, that is dead in their sin. They're dead in in their tombs that they've put around themselves. They have the grave clothes on that bound you up tightly. But when Jesus gets on the scene and as we believe in Jesus and we know that he is the true living son of God and that he is our savior, there is no need for the grave clothes. There's no need because there is no death because he has resurrected us. He may, you, some may say, I should say this. Some may say, well, when you die, you die. No, your body dies. Your body goes back to where it came from, the earth. But your spirit lives forever. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, it lives eternity in heaven. If you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have eternity in hell. So there is a choice. There's always been a choice. And that is the one thing that God has always gave his children is a choice to believe or not to believe. That's the choices that has been given to us. So it's up to us on what we want to do. It's up to us to know that we have a place called heaven to go to. Martha believed in Jesus but I don't believe her faith was that strong. It wasn't until Jesus brought Lazarus out of the tomb 
to where it really sank in for everyone standing there, even the disciples, that this is the true living Son of God. That this is not a prophet. This is not a good man who knows the scriptures. And this ain't a magician. This is truly the Son of God that is put on this earth to take our his our place on the cross and die for our sins. That's who this man is. So when Jesus is making this statement, he is making the statement to, to everyone that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. So as I've been doing with these episodes, I going to fit the pieces together kind of like a uh, jigsaw, all right? So we started off with the bread of life where Jesus is telling us that spiritually he can fulfill us so he can sustain us. And then we get into the light of the world in part two. This is where Jesus is the pure light. He is pure love. He's brighter than the sun. He can draw out and push out any of the darkness that's in your life. And then in part three and four, last week, I talked about where Jesus says he is the gate and he is the good shepherd and how a shepherd is willing to lay down his life for his flock, Well, it, how he's willing to protect his flock, which is us, because we are the sheep, he is the shepherd. And today we're looking at the resurrection and the life. So if you're not able to keep up and follow and you're still a little confused, which some people may be, let me try to put it in this way. If we chase the things of this world and we chase whatever will try to fulfill the void or the hole in our life, then we'll never be completely satisfied. But believing in Jesus, because he is the bread of life, bread can sustain us, he will sustain us, and he is all that we need. And once we are looking for that food, for that spiritual uh, fulfillment, we may get into the darkness because that's where the devil himself will take you. So Jesus is saying, I have a way to be there to sustain you spiritually, but I can also drive out the darkness in your life if you believe in me because I am the light of the world. And Jesus even tells us that we are light, that we need to let our light shine before others. And what that means is we need to let Jesus shine out of us into this world. And you would be amazed of all the darkness that's taken away. But then he goes a step further when he's talking in the, the book of John, when he says, I am the gate and I am the good shepherd. Because he is there as a protector. He is there to uh, comfort us, to help us, to be with us every step of the way. Just as a shepherd is willing to go out in front of his flock to make sure they're safe, Jesus does that for us. And as the sheep is trained to know the shepherd's voice and will run away from strangers and strange voices, we're trained to listen to Jesus. We're trained to, to hear that small, still voice. We are trained to know that he is the one we need to listen to. And I know some of you may sit there and say, well, why do you keep saying training? How am I trained? Through the Spirit, 
through the Holy Spirit that we have in us, once we start believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, we are our ears are are tuned in to listen for Jesus. And Jesus speaks to every one of us. I truly believe that today. He speaks to each and every one of us. There ain't a person out there that I don't believe he calls out to and talks to. Okay. So once we get past that, then we're looking at the resurrection of life. Once again, Jesus is making a huge, bold statement. He is making a statement that he is the resurrection in life. He is the only way. And he makes this bold move in front of all of these witnesses. And I believe he takes people who believed in him, who had faith in him, but their faith may have been shaken a little bit. He reinforced it. He reinforced it when he brought Lazarus out of the tomb. Because he could have shown up days earlier and prevented Lazarus from dying. But there was a mission that needed to be done, a point that needed to be made. And that point was Jesus needed to prove to them that he was sent by the Father. Because you got to understand, the disciples believed in him. But if you look at the scriptures, they were always um, concerned with questions. They were trying to take their earthly mind and understand something that was spiritually bigger than they were. And we still try that today. There's no way we can fully understand and fully wrap our head around what God has in store for us and what Jesus has done through the scriptures and that he continues to do today. It's hard for us to fathom that. We have believers and we have non-believers and we have middle-of-the-road believers. All right? We all believe in Jesus. If you are a follower of Christ, you believe in Jesus. But we turn around sometimes and we, we're, we're conflicted because how can this happen? How can this be? What in the world is going on? How can Jesus do this but don't do that? Why doesn't he do this on time? And so on and so forth. So I know I've been um, talking out of the book of John but I'm going to switch over to Hebrews 11, very familiar scriptures. Hebrews 11, first verse. Now, faith is a confidence in what we hope for and an assurance of what we do not see. Once again, faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. The reason I'm sharing the biblical definition of faith is because when we can't wrap our physical head around what's going on in our life and we can't wrap our head around what God's doing in our life, we got to have faith. And faith is something that's very difficult for a lot of people in this day and time to, to do because they want to put faith into something they can see, something tangible that they can hold in their hand. But there are a lot of people who refuse to have faith in Jesus because they can't see him. Doubting Thomas was one of them. Until Jesus showed up and went to Thomas and said, touch the wounds on my body. Are they not real? And this is when Jesus comes back to the earth and ministers, ministers to the uh, disciples. 
for 40 days after the resurrection. So the statement, when Jesus says the resurrection and the life, we need to understand that Jesus is truly what we need because when you accept Christ and you are baptized, I believe the old you, the old sinful you, dies. And what is resurrected is a new creature, a new person, a new uh, spirit, a new everything is, is, is resurrected. And then we can truly understand the scriptures when Jesus is talking. I know some of you may agree or disagree with me, and that's fine. I'm just telling you this is my beliefs. This is my opinion. Jesus is everything that we need. He's everything that you need. So if you're out there in this uh, world and you're listening to this podcast and you're looking for the answer, the answer is Jesus. Next week, we're going to get into John 14, 6, where Jesus makes the statement, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Very powerful statement that Jesus makes. And then we're going to wrap up this series when he says, I am the true vine. And I hope you're able to join me as we get ready to do those last two parts of this series. Because once this is done and we have all seven parts, my prayer is that you will be able to listen to these episodes and to be able to read the scriptures, and it will come to you that Jesus is everything that you need. There is nothing on this earth, there is nothing anywhere else that you need other than Jesus. Because he is is all-encompassing. He's all-knowing, he's all-loving, and he's here for us. He's ready for us. He's ready for us to come home. He's ready for us to spend eternity with him. So thank you so much for taking time out today to listen to this episode. Thank you for supporting this podcast. Thank you for supporting Jesus and a cup of Joe. As always, I want to invite all of you. If you are looking, um, to expand your knowledge, please come to the Jesus and a cup of Joe website at Jesus and a cup of I have a blog page where I try to do uh, daily devotionals and the uh, video streaming and the podcast is on the site. Um, if you're into watching videos, I tried to stream at least once a week here recently. I'm going to be honest with you with family. Um, time has taken up the ability for me to to do videos, but I'm hoping to be able to start getting back into to doing more and more videos and um, to hopefully complement the podcast. Also, we have a merchandise store, so if you're in the market, you're looking for some Jesus and a Cup of Joe, maybe coffee cups, t-shirts, sweatshirts, and, and things of the like, please check that out. Please check that out. And if you want to purchase something, by all means do. We also have a donate page. Um, I, I'm all all the time asking if you want to donate, you're more than welcome to. It's not mandatory, but it helps uh, keep the podcast going. So 
you know, take a look at it. Jesusandacupofjoe.com. You can also find us on social media, um, different areas. So as we get ready to wrap this up, thank you so much. And I hope and pray that you guys have an awesome day. And just remember, you always start your day with Jesus and a cup of Joe. God bless.